Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right. I am going to declare us live. We're kicking off the PGA DFS season after a couple day break. 2020 Safe Play Open, awesome.com, Wednesday night. Golf show, myself, Ben Razza. That is not Jason Roslin. As you can see, it's Jeff Ulrich subbing in, coming in from the bullpen, my man. It's good to see you. We don't do the Monday show together anymore. So uh, we'll see what we can do with the Safeway Open here. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Yeah, happy to be here for Jason, obviously. I'll try and, uh, you know, go heavy on the Jordan Speed takes today to make up for him. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, good to see you again, Ben. We haven't done anything. This is kind of like a good field for us. We like these scrubby fields anyways, so... Uh, lots to talk about, and uh, yeah, glad you guys are showing up. Hit that like for us on the uh, on the YouTube button if you're out there watching. We appreciate it. Yeah, this is great. I can I can kick back and relax tonight. You got all these things covered. <laughs> we got all the regulars in chat. I I see them already riled up uh, to talk some Safeway Open. And as you said, we do appreciate the likes. We appreciate the questions. We're gonna get into it all. Uh, I do want to just ask you. Uh, you know, how, how the season finished up. Did you enjoy the FedEx Cup playoffs? Not my favorite part of the year, but what, what did you yeah. think of it? Some, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I, the FedEx Cup playoffs, I have kind of like a love-hate relationship with. I kind of like the format. You know, you got the condensed, uh, they're playing for a lot of money, but I just don't like how it plays out with the, the Tour Championship. And I, I barely watched any of it this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I, I should say, I barely watched any of the Tour Championship. Yeah, the last event. I did watch the other two events. Uh, I definitely liked Olympia Fields. That was the awesome. way it played. And that was cool to see like a, a real tough course mixed in there. So more of that would be good. I mean, that was obviously a cool event. But um, I really wish they'd just do something where we could see heads up every year and just guys playing $15 million. There's so much money at stake in that event. And there's so many years where it just comes down to it's just like, ah, okay, he won. Yay, DJ won $15 million. Like, let's see some drama. I'd love to see them get match play involved somehow, but that's it's a bigger conversation. I'm just glad it's over. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, I, I am too. It's Listen, we turned the page to swing season, but it's not really swing season. As you guys know, Wingfoot is next week for the U.S. Open in my backyard. Very excited for that. The Masters and then there's football it's just a crazy time of the year but you know what we are going to focus on the safe way here uh and let's get into it so first thing we're gonna do we've got waves weather withdraws from what i've seen the weather looks fine um we did have a handful of guys that have pulled out not a surprise for the swing season anything really notable uh on your end in terms of these three topics no not really i mean um i guess kuchar's out 
that's probably the biggest one, right? I mean, unless Danny I miss Lee. someone else. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, the, the one thing to keep an eye on, and I guess like the fires down there in California started to, to affect some of the course, but um, you know, not, not that the course is on fire. That's not what I'm trying to say, but just the, the smoke and stuff like that. I mean, that could be a thing, but I, I've seen like pretty, pretty nice temperatures. Haven't seen the wind get up or anything. So uh, maybe for showdown formats, you know, definitely. I think the AM guys might have a little advantage, um, less gusts, uh, softer greens, but I don't think it's going to be anything crazy this week. Uh, other than that, yeah, we haven't had a ton of withdrawals. Obviously, most of the guys playing, the, all the guys from the Tour Championship not playing this week. And I don't think there's any situations where you're going to have to be like, oh, this, if this guy starts poorly, he's withdrawing because of the U.S. Open. Everyone here is, you know, pretty much needs points, uh, needs a, needs a tune-up tournament, even the guys up top. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think at least you don't have to worry about much stuff like that going on this week. No doubt. Um, it, it's just a terrible spot for Safeway. Like, you're yeah. they, you're sandwiched between the tour championship after a long grind and then everyone would have to fly across the country to New York. Yeah. It's a brutal spot to get big names. Like they're lucky that they got Phil and, and Sergio, quite frankly. I mean, um, those two guys easily could have skipped this week. Uh, I'm actually surprised both are here. I mean, I know Phil likes this event, but still, um, you know, 50 years age, flying across country. I guess he wanted the warm up. He is Phil, you know, he's on the CBD oils. So, um, you know, he's, (laughs) He's, yeah, he's, sure he's, he's operating at a higher plane than the rest of us now. But um, yeah, I, I, I agree. It, it's a tough spot for them. It's too bad because I think this course is actually pretty interesting. Um, there's birdies out there. There's there's like shorter par fives, which make it interesting. But it doesn't play to the fact where guys get to 30 under every week, every year. So I, I kind of like it. Um, like to see it get a bit better field, but unfortunately not this year. Somebody named Bryson Nimmer withdrew. Um so that's the thing. I, I mentioned that yesterday with Tim. We tried to decipher who that was, and it's still unknown. Uh, <laughs> I saw that flash across my Twitter. And Bill talking Haas? about the good Bryson. Um, I, 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 too, have not looked into it. Uh, glad he withdrew, so I don't even have to worry about that name for the rest yeah, of the Yeah, I mean, we got some new guys, uh, you know, that were added to the pool, including Bill Haas. He tees off first. There are a couple of groups. You know, I'll just go over them real quick, and then we can move on. You got... Going off right at at 7 a.m. Pacific, you got Hadley, Sheamus, and KH Lee, Cameron Davis, RCB, and Bill Haas. Those are always groups that I think people look for first-round leaders, things like that. And I do agree in showdown, not that you need to pick the first group off, but you do want those a.m. golfers generally. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's a small advantage, but definitely for showdown, you know, I would definitely emphasize the guys going off early. There's no doubt about it. I mean, a couple other guys that, that might just pop up. I mean, I know Brendan Grace is a, a player I kind of featured in the, in the Osmo article uh, this week that I, that's up on the site. It's free. Uh, you know, he's been striking the ball okay. He just hasn't got the putter going. But this is such a weaker field event. Guys like Brendan Grace uh, can definitely, like, pop up for for one week. And, uh, and again, with him, it's really just uh, it's just been a, a bad putter, which you can say about a lot of golfers when they go through struggles like that. So you got Sergio going off pretty early. Your boy Grillo. Ooh, uh, yeah. Phil is out there early too, so we'll see what uh, we get from him. But actually, a lot of the favorites, because Si Wu is out at uh, 8 a.m. as well, so a lot of the favorites look like they're going out early. Uh, <laughs> si the favorite. Si Wu the favorite. Just... That is uh, that is a hard one to to get uh, you know your mind around, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 insane, is what it is. But let's move on. This is normally so I'm I'm kind of glad because we would have our hands full normally, as you know. 
Corn Ferry graduate, which usually would be coming up and we'd have, you know, 25, all these new guys, who are they? A new batch of players, who's going to hit the ground running, who's going to struggle with COVID and whatnot. We don't really have that. And of course there will be some new faces. Uh, but I, I guess I wanted to, you know, broach this topic in the sense of, do you look at it as a new season for guys in terms of players who maybe had a bad year? Now it's they didn't make the FedEx Cup or they got knocked out at the Northern Trust, had some time off. Do you look at this as like a new starting point or do you continue to look at the recent form that we saw late in the year? I mean, I definitely think it's an opportunity for guys to reset, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I think you see that. I mean, you saw that with a, a guy who became very popular down the stretch last year, last fall, in Harris English. I mean... I think he went from the Wyndham, took a couple of weeks off, and he just started firing. All, and, and he went not only through the fall, but the whole year. So uh, things like that happen all the time in the fall. Guys will reset. Um, you know, they're, they're basically out there grinding at the end of the year, trying to get those FedEx Cup points, just trying to keep their card sometimes, right? Trying to make the playoffs. And uh, having three weeks off and just having a little less pressure on you in a weaker field event, I mean, I think that's a big thing. And, and I mean, as someone who's, who's followed like the PGA – DFS, you see it every year around this time. Guys will kind of flip the switch a little bit. I think the pressure's off. I think for the younger players, too, coming in hungry. So uh, those guys get a reprieve this year. Like, if they didn't play well, they're, they're keeping their card, basically, because uh, of just the COVID rules. So, um, uh, you know, I'll just – a couple of guys that, that kind of pop up for me this week that could be like that. not saying they're going to turn around, but, like, Wyndham Clark was definitely high on my list for a guy like that, um, striking the ball better a little bit at the more at the end of the year. Um, certainly talented enough that, you know, just the reset um, could just give him a couple more weeks to get it done. And then Brendan Grace was kind of a, another good example. So I do kind of look at this as, as a new season. I know it sounds ridiculous because there's been so little time off, but I just feel like mentally it's kind of big for a lot of these golfers. No, it's, it's true. And, and the thing that I always, it's such a long year. We get to the tour championship and I look and I'm just like, how are some of these guys here? Like, I don't remember them playing well at all. And then you go back, doing damage in the swing season is yeah. how a lot of these guys keep their card or have a memorable year. We, um, uh, Zach Blair is a perfect example of this. Like, we, for some reason, Zach Blair got, like, someone asked me a question about Zach Blair. I'm like, first of all, what has he been doing lately? I, he made the playoffs. Like, he made the FedEx Cup playoffs. I, I haven't heard Zach Blair or seen him in a tournament for, like, eight months. Yeah. Uh, but he got, like, a T4 at this event last year, and he's basically been riding that out to, like, a top 125 finish. So you're dead on. So many guys just strike in this fall season, and it uh, really pays off them. And it's huge. Like I said, it, it's – it's uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely guys can do – we saw Pat and Kazire um, yeah. win – like, you can win a swing season event, and it's a season maker. Yeah. So – I, I totally think that guys will, I'm not to say that, oh, they're not trying and now they're going to try and they're going to turn it on, but this is a big deal to them. These starts are huge for these players. Yeah. They don't have the elites in there. It's their best opportunity to grab a, a lot of FedEx cup points. And that is why, I mean, in the betting market, I have a betting article out. It is wide open. I yeah, think it's a hot take to think a first time winner could win here. Yeah, I mean, five out of the last nine guys who've won this event have been first-time winners, too, so it's kind of a trend, for sure. Yeah, and Griot's won. And, <laughs> oh, my God, the, the list of winners at this place is, uh, it's something. But, all right, let's get to it. Let's go to the chalk up top. This was Mike Weir's last win. Mike Weir, yeah, dear. Well, <laughs> he is not here. Um, 
so we've got Brendan Steele looking around 20% owned. Oof. He's flat 10. Then we've got, I guess you could talk leverage with Shane Lowry. We've got Phil and C. Woo. Just we'll start with the, with the top guys there. Do you like Brendan Steele as the most popular? Do you want to, I don't want to say roll the dice, but how do you organize them knowing that Steele in the course history is carrying the ownership? Yeah, I mean, Brendan Steele, it's, it's just, he's priced up because of the course history The and, and people are still paying up for him because there's there's just so few options. I mean, people don't play Sibu Kim when he's priced to like 7,600 in That's a field me. like this. They're not going to play him at 10,8 in a field like this, or, or some people will. They just, but they won't make, you know, he's not going to get to become the, the overly chalk or anything like that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, Brendan Steele... Um, it's, it's just a guy I, I'm absolutely fine fading in, in all my GPP lineups. Like if Brendan Steele wins this thing for the third time, that's fine. I'll take the L um, in a cash game play. Absolutely. Like you can, you can, you want to start with Brendan Steele. I'm fine with that. He's had a good year. He's really solid off the tee. Obviously loves this course. Um, don't need me to tell you that. I just really need to look at his results here. Even when he was like in crap form, I mean, Brendan Steele like still made the cut here. So that's pretty much all you need to know about him. But you've got Sergio Garcia down there at 9,900. He leads the field and strokes gain tee to green over the last 50 rounds. Um, he's, he's great off the tee. I love guys who are, are really strong off the tee for this course. Uh, I think that's a trend that uh, you can really take advantage of, especially with some of the younger players. So, um, you know, give me Sergio uh, at lower ownership. I'll probably even rather take a little bit of Shane Lowry than, than even just dabble in, in Brendan Steele. I, I think he's just a good guy to fade this week. Um, it, whenever it gets so chalky for, for, for those reasons, for course history stuff, I mean, um, and, and a player that you normally just wouldn't see at this price, that's pretty much what I'm out. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of people are going to be very comfortable just not using anybody in the 10 K range at all. And just starting yeah. in the nines. Uh, I will say steel is playing a lot better than I thought he was. He's gained six straight on the approach. He does love this course. I don't love that ownership, but I'm really not drawn to Siwoo, Phil, or Lowry. So uh, it's not a lot for me to like there. Yeah. Naturally, I'm, I'm – oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm probably going to take some shots with with Phil. I mean, oh, uh, the birdie rate is there. You know, he's still averaging over 300 yards uh, per I mean, drive. I, I don't know, man. And then the week before the U.S. Open, Phil does tend to really focus. So uh, I'm not expecting him to win or anything like that. I'm certainly not going to bet him at that price, but um, – for, for DFS, I think he's got a little bit better shot at, you know, popping up with like a top 10 or a top five here than Steele. So um, I, I really just tend to avoid guys like Phil Stage, like I never played Jim Furyk, but I, I'm going to roll dice with him this week uh, a little bit at least. Um, I, I do just kind of like him. Uh, again, doesn't have to win for you, although, you know, that price he, he almost does. But um, I, I, I still, from the guys 10K and above anyways, I, I think that's kind of who I would lean to in GPPs. I mean, he does, listen... Phil can score. He loves the course. Talent-wise, he's not at a disadvantage in this type of field. But it's it's still Phil, and I I like I, these fires are obviously terrible. But with him, who knows where he'll be hitting the ball? It's just it's Phil. It's true. The guy is. It's so hard for me to click his name there when I could just take a discount to Sergio. Um, now Sergio hasn't gained strokes putting. In a, I'm going to have to scroll to find it because my screen yeah. isn't this big. He hasn't gained strokes putting since Mexico, and that was in wow. February. That's not good. I still like him, though. He is dominant off the tee. He's clearly the best driver of the ball in this field. 
and the price is reasonable. But let's talk about a couple more top-end chalk guys. Uh, when we look at this 9K range, you've got Joel Dahman, Redmond is there. These are these are names of even speak to an extent. Uh, I know those guys aren't all correlated together, but what do you make of these other guys that are going to garner, you know, 15 to 20% ownership? Yeah, uh, I mean, this range is, uh, like you said, I think a lot of people will be absolutely fine um, you know, leaving off the, the 10 K guys. So, um, this range should get, uh, it, it's pretty big though. Right. I mean, you can have Sergio all the way down to Streelman. And I really feel like most of these guys are in play, uh, at least at, at, at some, I mean, I obviously like a lot of these, these players more than, than others, but, um, you know, for me, if I'm ranking them, definitely I, I would have Sergio up there. I'd probably have Dom in second, um, you know, T10 at, at TPC Harding park, uh, top twenties, three of his last four starts. And, and those are results against good fields. I mean, Dom is a guy who should be coming into a weaker field like this and really just kind of feeling like I, I, I can, I, I'm the best player. I'm one of the best players here. Like I should be competing for it. So, um, you know, a player who's, who's got his putting uh, a little bit better. He's been a little bit better around the green. Sometimes that could be an area for him, but um, you know, if he can just lift that ball striking back up a little bit. And again, I, I really feel like with the reset and, and against the weaker field, um, there's a good chance you'll see that from him. He hits a, a lot of fairways when he's hitting it well. So uh, I got no reason to go against him. Um, not sure. I haven't checked his, his ownership projections of late, but yeah, he's up there. I mean, he's, he's going to be a little bit chalky too, but um, I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind taking that on a little bit this week. Yeah. Uh, listen, uh, he's someone that he's playing really well. It's an easy justify of the price. Of course you don't love the chalk, but it's not enough where I'm just going to blindly go underweight on a guy that I do like now. Varner is even tougher. Uh, again, I, I think he's very live. I actually bet him uh, to win, but he looks like he could be the most popular play on the entire slate. Uh, he's sitting at 9,100. This is another guy. I think a ton of people are saying he's going to break through sooner rather than later. What do you do with that? If he's upwards of 25%. Yeah. I mean, you have all these guys like Garcia, Varner, Luke List, and, I mean, look, I already said I like Sergio and, you know, for, for the similar reasons, I should probably like Varner, but he is projecting out as like the, the top chalk. Um, and, and the thing is, once you get down to that price, it's a little bit easier for me to get down to, to you know, like Sam Burns, um, a guy like Davis. Davis. Um, so guys with, I, I think they just have a little bit better upside. I just think they're better players long-term than, than Varner, especially a guy like Burns, actually Davis too. They're, they're both just better putters. And I think, you know, Varner as, as a cash game player guy was probably, I think he's finished top 20 here, like each of the last four years, but he's never cracked the top 10 because he can't putt. So, um, you know, he may be not quite as an elite as ball striker as Sergio. And, uh, you know, he, he, you can get down to those younger players who I just think have better upside at this point than Varner. So, you know, kind of, kind of rates out as like a, another steal play for me. Fine. If you want to put him in a cash game, probably a good floor, probably going to make the cut for you here. And, and have a decent week, but I, I just don't really, I don't really want to like, uh, you know, eat that chalk with him when uh, I just don't feel like he's got as good kind of win probability as, as some of the guys beneath him. So. No, that listen, that's completely fair. And it's tough. I'm certainly not just like fading Varner, like taking a strong stand. I just don't know how much I'm going to get over the field. If at all, like if he's yeah. pushing 30%, I'm not going to have, 50% of, of him. I just think in a field like this game theory takes over and these guys aren't separated by that much. You cannot, no one is going to convince me 
that Varner is three or four times as likely to beat Sam Burns and these other guys in a head-to-head because he's not. Uh, there are two guys, though, I want to get your quick thoughts on, and then we'll move into the mid-ranges. Sneds is probably the leverage in the 9K range. He's also borderline broken at this point. Do you back him just on, you know, kind of name and pedigree, or is that just uh, you got to see it before you start adjusting? I don't know, man. I mean, Sneds could be one of those guys we talked about at the start. Like, he just maybe needed a few weeks off, right? Um, I mean, he, field event. And he wins. He comes out of yeah. nowhere and just wins. Yeah, he wins. And each of the last time, four three times he's played, the scores he's gained over four strokes putting. Um, he, he's just such a good po putter. And these are fast, tricky greens, um, which I, th- I kind of feel like evens it out a little bit for the worst putters. Maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong in saying that. I don't know. But um, it, it has kind of maybe played out a little bit like that with, with Brennan and Steele. I mean, Rio's won. So. Rio's win. Exactly. Rio lost strokes putting here winning. So maybe it is a good, maybe that is correct. But, um, you know, Snedeker is a guy who's, who has dominated these dreams. So, yeah, um, I, I, I can definitely see the argument for Snedeker. Probably not going to, you know, just probably just going to avoid him. Uh, it's probably, it's like the easy thing where you just don't have to think about a guy who's been playing um, poorly and, and, but this is what Sneds does, man. I mean, like he, he will just kind of go dormant and then, you know, take a little break, pop up. And I mean, he, he's certainly good enough to do it in this event on the West coast. So, um, you know, there's a pretty good argument for him, quite frankly, in this range, especially if you're making balanced lineups, um, to get a little bit of exposure and you don't have to go super heavy if you're making a bunch of lineups to, uh, to go over the field. So. No, that that's a positive. I just wish he had shown, even not consistently, but just some type of flash with the irons. We really haven't seen any form from him whatsoever, even erratic form. That is concerning. And then the other guy I wanted to ask you about, I mean, you could argue he talent-wise really is up there. It's EVR. Uh, right. I, yeah. I normally like him on a stronger course, a tougher field. I, I don't really know what to do with him. I'll be honest. You know, he's going to be somewhat middling ownership, do you have a feel on a guy like that or is he behind like the Domins and some of the others we've already talked about? Yeah. For some reason, I actually just like skipped about him and forgot he was in the nine carriage. I actually really like him this week. Oh, okay. There we go. Um, so I'm glad you brought him up because it would have been weird for me not to talk about him. Um, I, I think one of the best comparable courses, at least just from a setup and from, again, you know, you look at the greens, where they're located is, is um, I, I can't pronounce it. It's the place where they play the WGC Mexico. Um, oh, it, it's got tighter fairways. Yeah. Club to Chipotle or whatever. Oh yeah. That's right. In my wheelhouse. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it's got the fast Poa greens. It's got the, the really tight tree line horses and, and that's where he, he popped up. He's a great off the tee player, uh, when, when his ball striking is on. So, uh, it is, it is just, you know, we're collecting all these guys, Ben, who can't putt, but, um, you know, from a ball striking perspective and, and a field perspective, like Eric Van Ruin is, is, is definitely capable of, uh, of just, you know, c- coming through in a field like this. I think this is kind of like a European tour field. So he's certainly used to playing against competition like this. Uh, he's a guy I kind of expect to challenge, uh, uh, maybe not win next year, but but he's going to be on the PGA full-time. And I just, I think actually because of that performance in Mexico. So I kind of expect him to pop up in a field like this eventually. And um, ownership will be low because the, the scars from the 3M Open are, are still open for many people. Uh, I really like him. I know we talked about Snedeker down there and, and there's lots of reasons to like him, but I, I would probably rather take a shot on EVR there. Okay. So now, by the way, the truth comes out, chat. That's why you like Phil because he cheated in Mexico <laughs> that's, and that's won true. at Chipotle Pack. 
to pull so, back. There we go. It yeah. all comes full circle. Uh, hopefully there will be sprinklers in the woods at Silverado. He'll be right at home here. Let's go to the mid-range chalk. There's a couple guys in particular. We've got Mark Hubbard, 20%. He has not, I've said this a couple times, he has not lost strokes putting since the restart. He's playing good golf, but he's also putting really well. Start with him and then, you know, open it up to that AK range, anything you see that stands out. Yeah, Mark Hubbard is, is a guy I can kind of see why people like. I mean, um, you know, uh, again, another player you kind of expect to, now that we're, now that we're taking like a a kind of level down from, from the tougher fields, I mean, he, he's played really consistent golf. You mentioned the putting and stuff like that. He's been sharp. Um, he, he's been a guy who showed up on the West Coast a couple times, played well at, at Pebble Beach, I think, a, a couple times in his career. Um, pretty good par five scorer as well. I know he, I think he was T13 here a couple of years back. So there's lots of reasons. And I, I understand why people like Mark Hubbard. Like, um, again, uh, I'm not even going to say I, I don't want to, to get a piece of him or anything like that. Um, but it, it just comes down to, this is a weaker field event. Um, I, I would probably, if, if I'm looking at that low 8k range, I would probably just fade it. I, I would probably pay up for, for the Burnses and the Cam Davises, who I think have a, a lot of great upside and are great young players. Maybe even think about paying up for Keegan Bradley, although, you know, that, that's just a maybe. Um, and maybe fade this range because, you know, th there's a lot of players underneath them. I already mentioned Grace, uh, you know, having a little bit of pedigree, but uh, List is, is way underpriced. You even have a Charlie Hoffman. So I look at this range, I see guys like Norlander, Tyler T-Dunks, you know, Tyler Duncan, Hubbard, and they just all kind of feel like they're a little bit overpriced this week compared to the, the mid-7K the mid range. Um, I think of all the players in that range, Hubbard is, is definitely sticks out to me the most. I don't really like Norlander this week. I think the, the, the course, uh, the lack of distance off the tee might hurt him a little bit more here. Um, Duncan has played, has played better. I think I like Duncan a bit more of just like a straight cash game play though. His price is up there too. Again, he's $300 less than Burns. I'll just take, I'll just go hundred percent on Burns like in that case. So, um, like Hubbard don't necessarily like need to get super overweight on him, but I'll, I definitely, I'm not trying to put anyone off him or anything like that either. So the, what you said about Varner is how I kind of feel about Hubbard. I think he's a fine cash game play. I do think he'll find a way through this cut, but I feel pretty comfortable getting away from 20% on Mark Hubbard because I think he's very live to come in like 47th. And sure, in cash, maybe that doesn't kill you, but in tournaments, I'll roll the dice on Bud Cauley. I'll roll the dice on guys with a little more, if Danny Lee was playing, someone like that, even Will Gordon right there, uh, you're talking a fraction of the ownership. And to me, their top 10 equity, their top five equity it is, you can make a case it's higher than Hubbard. So he's playing more consistent golf, but I don't think it equates in terms of large field tournaments to upside. And that's where in a field like this, I'll take a stand. I'll go to, do you worry? The only one thing with Burns, he's really got heavy Bermuda splits. Uh, he does. He does. Um, I, the one thing I'll say to that, and um, he did, he did putt really well in Detroit, which was kind of, uh, I know some people said it was mainly a POA um, greens there this year. At least I think that's what it was. It was a, at least it was a POA Bancraft split. I know it's not his preferred surface for sure. I did miss the cut here. I think it was last year. Although last year he's still getting into form. I just feel like he, he's, he's such a, a good putter. And I really feel like his approach game uh, was really coming around there towards the end of the year. So um, you know, you are going against his, his preferred surface, 
But um, that's really the if that's really the only argument I can make because he's, he's long off the tee, gains a lot of strokes. Um, I'll, I'll I'll live with that. So yeah. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And listen, like it's it's putting. He can just have, even if he doesn't like the surface, he could just get lucky. Like it, yeah. it, right. it's yeah. not like you're immune uh, to having it. He can attack these par fives. Him and Cam Davis make a lot of sense. Other than that though, I mean, when we look at this range, there's not a ton of ownership amassing. I mentioned Hubbard. Cam Davis will be somewhat popular. That's about it though. I, I think it's more play who you want um, yeah. don't really worry about it. And I like ranges like that. So it's wide open. Anyone, I mean, we, Lucas Glover is really, really cooled off. I don't know what happened to him. He has really cooled off. Like I mean, uh, another veteran player though, who, you know, like Sneds, he, he's a complete, uh, he's kind of a West coast guy. Right. So I get, you know, uh-huh. you, you look at Hubbard and, and just, uh, the players around him. I mean, um, you know, d- Duncan and Norlander, you can pay up for not, you know, rather, again, we'd rather just go up to the players above them, but, you know, Lucas Glover is, is probably, I would rather play Lucas Glover in a GPP than Mark Harvard this week. You see? Um, it sounds crazy because he's, yes. he's missed cuts, but um, I mean, like Lucas Glover's a better player. He's, he's got a ton of West coast experience. Um, I'm not sure, you know, exactly what, uh, what he's been doing of late, to be honest, but you know, he, he is a guy who just, He'll, he'll bring the, the hot fire uh, ball striking for a few events and he'll just cool off. And uh, I, I'm confident enough that he's probably going to get it going again soon. And, and this is de- definitely the type of event and, and the fall swing where uh, he has shown some upside in the past. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I really don't mind taking a piece of that at all. And again, you're not going to have to go much overweight uh, on Lucas Glover in this field. So. No, listen, I'm with you. And that's something that's a concept that is always really tough for people where, I think that Mark Hubbard probably beats Lucas Glover in a head-to-head more often than not, but when he loses, Glover crushes him. And those are what you're drawing to. You're drawing to the top, you know, 5% outcomes rather than just, oh, he came in 33rd consistently. That's not going to get it done in a big tournament. Yeah, exactly, right? And, uh, you know, again, you can really get your ownership down. I mean, if you do like guys like like Varner and Steele up top, or you want to go overweight on one. I mean, Glover's going to get your ownership down, right, too, so. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And now, well, we're about to get into that. Before I do, though, I just want to say, as you guys know, unless you, I don't know what you've been doing, if you don't know this, the NFL starts tomorrow. Every other sport on earth is in full swing here. It's not just golf, and we have you covered at Awesomeo. Uh, If you are not a premium member, you want to get behind the paywall, we have all sorts of packages uh, we've got a weekly pass for only $3 for the NFL. We've got plenty of other packages to suit whatever type of player you are. Go to awesomeo.com slash join from weekly to monthly to annually. Uh, I say it every show, and I truly believe it. If nothing else, just give it a try. Um, get in Slack, see the community, see Alex's tools and projections and everything we have behind the paywall, and then hopefully you'll stick around. Um, but it's a great time to get in. We're going to be talking a lot of showdown tomorrow. 
with the Chiefs. Hopefully, I can uh, build a winner and then just retire. But that's yeah, a separate show. The, the NFL season off, man. I mean, that's, that's, that's what we need great. to do. Someone is going to win a disgusting amount of money by like stacking three quarterbacks in showdown, and it's not going to be me. But let's get to the make or miss. So we're going to go a little rapid fire, Jeff. It's going right. to be a lot of names. Um, but, you know, we'll start. We're working down. And, you know, I'll start right at the top of this for make or miss with Denny McCarthy. He's a putting God. What do you make of him this week? Is he someone that you think is worth a flyer? I'm going to say yes, just because that approach game has come through for him a little bit, um, which, which is really big for a guy who putts that well. Um, this wouldn't be like the best course for him, but I'm going to say that uh, he comes through with a solid week, um, but it's going to be more like a, you know, just a regular McCarthy week where he's like T28 instead of, you know, what he did at the Wyndham. So, um, again, I'd probably rather play Glover. So, okay. Interesting. So you got, okay. Glover over McPucks. Uh, all right. We got, <laughs> I'm going to group a couple of South Africans. I know that you like Brandon Grace. What do you make of Charles? Charles just a dude. I, I have not paid much attention to lately. I mean, um, he's just so random. I, he putts well, he doesn't putt well. Uh, he shows a little bit of ball striking. I, I'm, I'm completely out on Charles right now. I have absolutely no idea what's going on with that dude. Uh, again, at least with Grace, uh, I know that like the ball striking has been there a little bit and he just needs a, a good putting week. And I know Grace played well on the West Coast, so completely out on Charles. Poor Charles. I would love to make a case for Charles. I really don't have one. Um, next little range, though, this is this is one we're going to get into. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to group three guys. First, first off, tell me if you think any missed the cut and then yeah. talk about him. We've got Luke List, who's a fantastic play. I think everyone thinks that. Cameron yeah. Tringali, who's playing really well. And then the wild man himself, Charlie Hoffman, 75, yeah. 75, and 74. I am I'm out on Tringali. I, okay. I, I don't I don't I'm not gonna go as far as say he misses the cut, but I think his off the tee game really hampers him here. Um I know he's playing well, so I'm not gonna again, I'm gonna say like T40, T30, not miss cut. So kind of cashy. Um, I really like Luke List too. And uh, it scares me because, um, you know, the ball striking is there. It's a weaker field. He's already won an Accord Ferry, but I'm just going to roll with it. I'm just going to roll dice. Like if, if he burns me, he burns me this week. I'm going to say, uh, you know, he, he gets in there and mixes it up and, and like top 10, top five. Um, Hoffman is is the real, he's a wild man. He's a real wild card here too. Uh, he has flashed some, some better form of late, uh, the funny thing is like his problems have been off the tee as well. So if I guess if I'm dinging Tringali for that, I maybe have to ding Hoffman, but I feel like Hoffman is, is more capable of just turning that around. So um, I, I really don't have a hot take on Hoffman one way or the other. I could just see such a wide range of outcomes like 80 round one or, or like he leads the field at round one. Um, maybe that makes him, maybe that makes him a really good GPP play, but I, I don't really know what to think. I know he has missed the cut here like four times out of four or three out of three times. So that's not good, but um, you know, he, he's flashed a little bit. So I just, he's Hoffman is like, uh, he's like Patrick Reed. He's really hard to look at the stats sometimes and, and get a good grasp of what's going on. So I, I'm going to say he plays well. I, I, I really do. I think the weaker field, the reset helps a guy like Charlie Hoffman, a veteran. So that's just my take. Uh, it, it's not, I know it's not a very good take and it's not a hot one, but. Uh, no, not. I mean, Listen, Charlie Hoffman, it's all about how you frame it. This is how I describe him. His last four tournaments, you could say it two ways. You could say he's missed the cut in 50% of them. Or you could say he's has two top 15 finishes in 50% of them. Yeah. Like, 
Some guys, they have four for four made cuts. No finish is better than 30th. He's the complete opposite. You're live. He's coming seventh, 13th, and two missed cuts. I like that because you know if you get it right, you're getting paid off. Um, he needs to keep it together off the tee. Tringali, I think, is a fine cash play. Luke List is, is he might be my favorite play on the slate. I think he's going to be popular. He needs to make some putts. We all know that. The ball striking, the course is good. The price, he's like mid-low sevens, high sixes in world-class fields, and now he's 7,400 in this borderline whatever type of event you want to call this. Yeah. And I mean, like, look at where Charlie, Charlie Alpin has won over his career. Like the, the, the Mayakoba, the Valero, uh, like the, these are the fields that he takes advantage of. Right. So um, yeah, I, I could see it. I mean, again, like the, the track record here is, is really the, the only thing that's like scaring me enough that, uh, that I, I'm not like just going to dive in and take like a little, a GPP flyer on him. But um I could definitely see him playing well and definitely a player I looked at early in the week for betting too. Uh, I didn't bet him, but. Um, he's you know, in the, I think it. he's hanging in like the 50 to 60 range uh, in yeah. the markets. I, yeah. I, that might've put me off too. I, I thought he might've been 80, but I could, I could. I, Maybe I, I, I did not bet him. So yeah. I didn't look. All right. I'm going to give you three. These are types of guys. I think that fit the mold of what you said at the beginning, not to say they're going to turn around, but they're those veteran type players. We've got, <laughs> Kyle Stanley, Scott Piercy, and RCB, all three struggling, all three in the lower 7K range. Okay, who's the second one? RCB, Kyle Stanley, and... Scott Piercy. Scott Piercy, right, okay. Scott Piercy just, yeah, yeah flying through my brain there. That's how, I mean, I read a pretty good argument on Scott Piercy this week, and it's probably my favorite of the three. I mean, um, Scott Piercy, you know, pretty solid ball striker when he's on, obviously started to, to put the game together uh, a little bit at, uh, at the Northern trust. Yeah. A little bit of West coast form too. Yeah. I, I don't mind Scott Piercy this week. I mean, he's not, he's not like high in my list of players or anything, but when I look at Rafa Cabrera Bale, I mean, I, I know I made the argument there for, for Brandon Grace as kind of just a, a guy you should think about just because of the field and, and, and stuff like that. But I don't really see anything from RCB that says like, oh, he just needs like to clean up the, his putter a little bit, or, um, you know, he's, he's hitting it great off the tee, just not making up birdies or converting. It just seems to be all over the place. And I don't, I don't, I mean, it's a weaker field event and, and maybe you can make like a little bit of the the comparison, of course, comparison. I made the WGC Mexico, where I think he's played okay a couple of times, but um, I, I just don't really have that much interest in a guy who doesn't hit it that far. Um, hasn't really done anything for a while. So, the name value definitely sticks out, but um, uh, for me, uh, I basically have no interest in Kyle Stanley. Um, he, he could pop here, but uh, Scott Piercy is, is a little bit interesting. I, I think his his ball striking numbers have been okay over the last couple of events. And uh, again, another player kind of like, he's a very similar player to Hoffman. Uh, he comes alive in these weaker field events. So, I want to back RCB. I may take a couple of flyers on name recognition, but the stats are just brutal. Like you look at Wyndham, yeah, he gained a lot of strokes putting. That's the only reason he even made that cut. The only time I saw a flash was at 3M, and immediately after that, he was basically he might have been dead last at that WGC uh, in Tennessee at St. Jude. So it's just it's not there. I'm out on Kyle Stanley. I I think you can make a case for Scott Piercy. I'm not saying I'm running to play him, but I get it. Uh, 
All right, now we're going we're going the other way, Jeff. Yeah. Not that these are are super young guns, but they're certainly not those guys. We've got Wesley Bryan, Robbie Shelton, and Christoph Ventura. Oh yeah. Okay. Get into my wheelhouse here. This is right in your dojo. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Take it away. Let's start. Let's start from the. Um, let's start from the the bottom here. Wes Bryan. I mean, again, I, I get why people like him, and and um, you know, people have brought brought him up to me, but I just don't feel like this is the spot necessarily for Wes Bryan. I mean, uh, unless I'm missing something, and, and look, I could be. Um, never really been like a huge West Coast guy. I mean, this is a, an event again where the winners here have gained like 2.5 strokes off the tee, like things like that over the last five seasons. That's not West Bryan's game. Even the new West Bryan who like makes cuts now, that's not his game, right? So um, I, I just did feel like from an upside perspective, I, I'm I'm definitely taking a, a shot elsewhere. And, and Ventura is a dude. I mean, Ever since, uh, you know, I, I know I brought, I, I picked him in our, in our season long thing, Ben, where, you know, shout out to Ben, by the way, he won the season long league on the PME show. So, um, but uh, Ventura's turned his game around. He's, he's got top 25s in three of his last four starts. He can, he can smash it off the tee, man. I mean, he's got a very strong off the tee game. Reminds me a little bit of like a mini Sam Burns. It's like top 10 in strokes game putting for the year too. So uh, I like the upside with him. He makes birdies. It's got a lot of distance. Uh, he did make the cut here last year too. And, and like he was, was not hitting it well when he made the cut. So I, I think that's a good sign. Uh, he would be my, uh, I, I would take him over Shelton. Shelton's got a lot of talent though. Uh, I know he popped in that playoff event. So I think both those guys are kind of live, but um, if I'm choosing between the two, I would, uh, I would go Ventura. Wes Bryan is someone, like I said, he's got a lot of bad data. He's healthier. He's playing better. This is an objectively bad course for him, though. I, I feel pretty confident saying that, and I like Wes Bryan. Uh, as much as we make fun of him on the Tuesday show, I, he's a damn good player. I just – I really want to play him because I do think this yeah. price will start to climb. I just don't love this course for him. <laughs> off the tee is more where I'm looking as well. I'm going to say I have – Chad, I have yeah. a hot take in okay. this range. It will be in the next segment uh, when we get there. We're going to have to pump up the likes as well. We're going to get these likes over 50 and I'm going to save my hot take for, for later as we work down, but a couple more names and, and then we'll get there and we'll wrap it up. As we dip into the 6k range, <laughs> we've got guys like Duffner, JB Holmes, Aaron Wise. These are Hagee, really aggressive players. Uh, Duffner's not aggressive off the tee. The other guys are nothing there. Flyers at best. What, what do you see from guys like that? So, yeah, I, I have some interest in players in this range. Um, okay. They weren't necessarily the guys you mentioned, but <laughs> yeah, like probably similar, not. Very similar, very similar players, yeah. it, still. But I mean, they could have been like, like there's no, there's not that much difference between uh, Wise and Wyndham Clark, the, the guy I was going to bring up. I mean, Wyndham Clark uh, started to, I think he's gained strokes with his irons in two straight starts now, which sounds like nothing, but he hadn't done that since like February. I think that's a really good sign. The guy, the guy is just a great putter. He gains strokes putting every week. And, and I mean, I, I don't say that facetiously, like he just does. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, one of the best young putters out there uh, and, and his, his off the tee game has, has remained consistent too. So uh, I think he's talented enough to, to really bop in this field. Uh, I really like him at 6,800. Again, it's just another one of those players. You just, just don't look at the player card. Like just, just don't do it. Just, just, just remember that this is a weak field. There's no Dustin Johnson here. There's no FedEx Cup. Like they're playing for their lives. It's a reset. 
Uh, Wyndham's uh, been definitely uh, trending a little bit better. I really like his upside. Um, I'm absolutely done with Aaron Wiseman. <laughs> like, oh yeah, let's go. Just, just so done with him. I mean, I've given him opportunities. Uh, I wrote about him during the year. Like, oh yeah, it's looking good. The ball strike is coming. He, he even started off well. He'd start out tournaments. He'd be cruising. And it's just like a triple. Like he just hits it like two yards off the green and it's triple bogey. And you're like, what just happened? So I'm done talking about Aaron Wise. I'm sure he'll probably put it together and win by five this week. But Good, um, please. I, yeah, I'm just get it out of the way. I, Aaron Wise, and again, I would, if I was smarter, I would have the actual stat for you. But I'll tell you this. Aaron Wise made the cut in all four majors in 2019. There are not many, like you're talking about the big names. Most of them did not do that. That is a tough thing to do. And now he is like grinding it out against like the Barracuda field. I don't understand. This is a winner on tour. This is a guy that from what I gathered is a strong off the tee player. This is a good course for him. He went to Oregon Everything should line up, but there is no form to speak of in 2020. Like he has done nothing at all. I'm the, I'm a big Aaron Wise guy, but you you can't back him outside a flyer in a tournament here or there. I don't know how you do it. So yeah, I mean, look, the only thing I could say about Aaron Wise here is like he he pops up at, at weaker. Yeah, the, the tournament he's he won with Aaron Nelson. He just you know like he's won. Nothing. Yeah, he's got enough talent to do it. He definitely could. He came third at like the Bermuda Championship last year off of like three missed cuts. It'll probably happen again this fall. He'll probably just come pop up, you know, pop up with another top three or top five or something. So, um, you know, in, in a lot of ways, he's got just as much potential here as Wyndham Clark. But I just Wyndham Clark, though. I can't keep making the argument like every week for him wise. I just, I'm, I'm off. So. No. And that that's a really like, as, as much as we talk about guys that we like on this show, that's important. You can't just blindly back a guy. If it's not enough, I will say though, if Aaron wise makes a cut and comes in 31st and you look and he crushed the tee to green and he did not putt, this is a guy to target in outrights during the swing season. Like if he starts showing form before it catches up, we're, we're cashing that ticket. Yeah. Um, Seamus. Pa- All right. One more batch. Then we'll give a hot take and then we'll get out of here. Seamus power. Chase Seifert. And Chris Baker, who is getting more talk this week than his entire life cumulative combined in the DFS market. Yeah. The touchdown maker, Chris Baker. What a um, boss. The guy's making a lot of cuts, right? Um, yep. I don't mind it. I mean, I, I guess uh, I look down at this range, like realistically, um, I, I don't really have a hot take from this range. I mean, Sangmoon Bay, Happy <laughs> yeah, Garnrat. I mean, Josh Teeter, like these, these are the other names down here, right? Unless you're going to take a, a shot with uh, like one of the young dudes, uh, like Bahetti ba- or, or, um, or I can't even remember the other dude. Um, Tagala is, is in the field, I think, but. Um, Dad, please with him. Yeah. I'm, I'm make not, a cut eventually. I'm sure. Yeah, eventually, like I, I, I'm not. I'm not advocating playing them. I'm just saying, like, unless you're going to do that. I mean, uh, Baker makes a lot of sense. I do like Joseph Bramlett at 6,500 too. Uh, he's he's a West Coast dude. Uh, he's he's he popped up with a couple like just about one on the Corn Ferry Tour like two weeks in a row. I think he had like two second places in a row or something. 
I, he's this pretty decent player and uh, he's played this event uh, quite a bit. So, you know, Baker, I mean, I, I, the thing is, the thing with a guy like Chris Baker at 64, and he's getting talked up, he's still not going to be that chalky, right? So I would hope not. Yeah, geez. Like he, I, mean, I, I would seriously <laughs> doubt that people, yes, he will be, he's not going to be 1% owned like he probably should be. Yeah. But I'd say middling, you know, 5% owned maybe or something. I, I don't, we don't have him projected for much. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm I'm fine with it. I mean, he, he's played he's played well. He should have confidence coming in. I mean, um, a player tee to green too. Like he, it's not like he's been necessarily just killing it with the putter, right? I mean, you, you look at his last uh, four starts. I mean, all gaining strokes off the tee and and uh, and on approach. So yeah, may, maybe this is a you know maybe, maybe this is a, a solid week for him to to try and compete. Uh, it could also be a case though where you know, maybe he's just been playing out of his mind and, uh, and, uh, now that the reset is done and, and he's kind of made the, 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 um, you know, kept his thing going or whatever, or, or had all those results and, you know, maybe just uh, resets a little bit in, in the wrong direction. It, it can happen that way too. So, um, I, I'm not gonna, but I don't really have anything bad to say about him. Cause you look at this range and realistically the stats kind of bear out that yes, he is playing well and, and you probably should use him at this price if you're, if you're inclined to go down this far, which I don't necessarily think you. That's the other issue. You really like what? So you can pay up for Siwoo. Like you don't exactly, really need right. to do it. That's, I didn't want to lead with that. Cause then we just could have just like ignore them all together. But uh, that is, that is kind of the case. I don't really have interest in going down this far. Yeah. I, listen, if you want to be, you want to jam in like four, nine K guys or something and you need a cheapie, it's not to say I won't get there. It's just, it's not where I, the salary is not overly important the last last very last guy we need to talk about this because this was like a i'm on twitter and everyone's talking about tom kim and all this stuff it's turned you know long story short it turns out it's ju young kim the the young gun from south korea he's 6100 i have minimal interest i'll be honest like i don't maybe he's this good but are you gonna are you gonna use him or do you think that's kind of just unnecessary? So my, my take is is almost always on these guys. Um, just just wait and see, man. Yeah. Like it, it so rarely works out where a guy comes over and just starts just bawling out on the PGA Tour out of nowhere, right? I mean, it happens with the college guys, but those guys are playing college golf against you know uh, against each other basically, who are, it was just really high competition. They're kind of just groomed to almost just start playing well on the PGA tour. Um, I have absolutely no idea what this guy's going to do. Um, he could play really well. Again, I just don't really feel like you need to go down there. I think there's actually a lot of good plays, um, you know, from 6,800 and, and to the, between the 6,800 and 72 range where you, you should probably rather be stacking those dudes. So um, yeah, he is definitely a talented player. Um, it looks like he, he's legit. Um, definitely interested to track him this week and see what happens, but I don't feel any need to, you know, suddenly back a guy who uh, bombed out at the PGA championship. And now he's kind of got a, a little bit of a similar West coast course, probably going to be a lot different than what they play. Uh, I think he was playing mainly on the Korean tour. Uh, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I, I could be wrong about that. He could have been playing somewhere like uh, just all over Asia, but um, I, I think, it, I just think the setup is so much different for these guys. And what, what is, the, I don't know. I, I just don't really see the preach the, what you're gaining. I mean, um, People like to be first to these guys. And yeah. I listen, I get it. I just for 
Could he be this good and could he come out? Of course. But for every one of those, there's three guys that we're still waiting on Figala and Batia. What about uh, Norm Jong? The Panda Man. Yeah, he is struggling. Uh, not everybody's Rom. And they just, and again, like you mentioned, like he was at Arizona State. It's a little different. When I'll, I'll say this. When Rasmus Hogard comes over, that's different. I will be touting him because that guy's just taken over Europe. But that's neither here nor there. Let's get to it, chat. We've made it to the best part of the show. We're going to the hot takes. Since you are, you know, you're an honorary guest here, I'll give you the, the option. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? So what, uh, what hot takes? Just, just anything? Just like a good, you know what? I'm going to chat first things first because I, I have a good hot take for a change. Okay. Oh, we're going okay. to hit some likes. We're going to pump that up. And I'm going to show you how it's done. Are you ready for this? And this, you're going to like this because you've been talking about this throughout the show. Driving distance. Yeah. Very important. Guy that can just come out of nowhere, been playing bad, maybe he gets the restart. Johnny Vegas is going to top 10 in this field. He had, okay. He's gained strokes in every event in 2020 off the tee. He has not been playing well, but this is a guy when he gets going, we see it. He can score and score and score. Big risk, big reward. Johnny Vegas top 10. Yeah, I... I... I looked at Johnny Vegas. As, I mean, I, I've looked at him a couple a couple times. It, um, and you continue living your life. It, yeah. it, that's pretty much it. It's yep. true. I mean, look. I mean, I, I'm I'm not I'm not there with you, but this dude comes alive on the West Coast too. He and does. That's really good results, of course, like this. So I'm gonna say Wyndham Clark wins Uh-oh. this week. What wins? Uh, wins. Oh, see, this is this is smart because you're not you're not a regular show, so. If you'll either be in in lore and historic call, or you uh, Wyndham. Let me put it this way: I really feel that Wyndham Clark is live to win this week, and I feel like people just don't realize that yet. Because I, I really feel like he's got the, the perfect kind of game for this for this course. I feel like he has. He really did start to trend better uh, towards the end of the playoffs. Um, He's a guy who can sink a ton of pots, great off the tee with with uh, par five. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll just keep the win thing. I don't have to show up next week. This is perfect. No, no. Hey, you may not have to show if he wins. You don't have to show up for any shows. You can just cash them checks. I hope you got a good number on him. That would be a good one. Yeah, no, I uh, did get bet down a little bit, but uh, you know, it's triple digits. So people steam. I'm, uh, I'm gonna stick to that though. You know, too All much. Right. Too bad. If he misses the cut, you can tweet me, but. All, right. all the characters the owl approves the little crash bandicoot guy everyone approves here i like it chad it's been fun it's always good to talk some golf with you guys and listen next week we got a major so i know that football is going to consume all our lives i'm really excited to get that going but don't forget about the u.s open next week a lot of big things we appreciate it and jeff thanks for hopping in with me this is always fun jordan climb behind the glass as always, chat, good times. Follow us on Twitter. Get in Slack. Good luck for the Safeway. Let's have a good start to the golf year. See you next Wednesday for the U.S. Open.